Hello, and welcome to episode 18 of the CDI podcast. I'm Shelby Fiegel, Director of the Center for Community and Economic Development and the Community Development Institute at the University of Central Arkansas, and I'll be your host for this amazing episode of the CDI podcast. My friend and Arkansas native, but now Kentucky transplant, Emily Cathcock, is joining us today. Emily is the Associate Director of Planning and Development at the Barron River Area Development District in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Uh, you may know her from her former position as Economic and Community Development Manager at the East Arkansas Planning and Development District. Emily, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited to be here. Well, we're excited to have you, or I'm excited to have you, not we're. Um, so Emily, I find often that people don't typically end up in community and economic development because they planned to be in this field when graduating college. It's something, you know, you really fall into, something you discover after you graduate. Uh, so I just want to ask you, what was your plan when you entered the job market and how'd you end up where you are today? Yeah, absolutely. I wholeheartedly agree with you. I have never once heard somebody say, you know what, I want to grow up and be a community developer. Um, and for me, for the longest time, I wanted to be a children's librarian. My very first job was at the Lawrence County Library in my hometown, and I've always been an avid reader. And then from a job market perspective, it was predicted that there would be a national need for librarians roughly around the time that I'd be entering the job market full time. So I thought, great, this will be perfect. I'll get my master's degree and I will go on and be a librarian. But in that vein, and like all good stories, my path wasn't quite so clear cut. Um, to add some diversity to my career options, I opted to get my bachelor's degree in digital media and design before going on to get my master's. I also worked in a variety of nonprofits. So from the library, I went to Crowley's Ridge Development Council, a community action agency where I worked in the drug prevention program, got my first real experience with grants and grant writing. And then from there, I actually went back to Lawrence County, this time as their county grant writer. Um, where during my tenure, I worked with a lot of other nonprofits in the county to seek out and secure grant funding. Um, after my time there, I went to work for East Arkansas Planning and Development, where I started to see the intersection of all of that previous work and experience kind of come together. And building upon that, I'm now at the Barron River Area Development District here in Kentucky, where I actively use both the knowledge from my design and library degrees and then the experience from all of that previous nonprofit work to help me improve, uh, well, to help improve the quality of life for the citizens within our 10 county footprint through just our daily activities. Emily, thanks for sharing that. Um, and I think that you would make a great librarian if you ever wanted to go back to that career field after you wrap up in community and economic development. Um, so my next question for you is, uh, you know, we, we're in the middle of this global pandemic, you know, no big deal. Um, not something we think about every day. No, it uh, definitely is the thing that's on everybody's mind. Uh, you can't go a day without thinking about COVID. Um, so Emily, how has your team at the Barron River Area Development District responded to the COVID-19 pandemic? How are you assisting your communities during this time? Yeah, I'm actually really excited to answer this one. So in addition to remote work and our virtual meetings and kind of the thing that's become the new norm for everybody, we are very blessed to have a seasoned and extremely talented GIS manager who, after exploring some new technology in her field and ways to display data, she was able to create a, a COVID dashboard for our region. 
Um, so she took public data from the state, paired it with public data available at our local level, and created this tool that allows our local leaders to make more informed decisions for their own communities. And then additionally, since our district borders Tennessee, she was able to pull in data for those bordering Tennessee counties to give a broader picture to our county judges on the Kentucky-Tennessee line as they made reopening and other decisions at the local level. Um, and then in addition to that, we've also hired a disaster resiliency coordinator and a resiliency planner. So our disaster resiliency coordinator is focused on assisting communities with identifying and applying for grant funding, specifically to prepare for disasters, to mitigate um, other hazards, or to prevent further damage. And then our resiliency planner is working on a grassroots level with groups to create strategic plans for resiliency within their communities, which will include clear action steps to implement those plans. Um, and then from an agency perspective, not just my department, um, our aging department has also worked diligently with area senior centers to mobilize more meals and provide curbside meal pickup options. Um, so we're, we're really excited about how we've been able to continue to assist our communities. Yeah, Emily, I think it's so important. I love that you all are, you know, really focusing at the local level and, um, you know, creating those grassroots plans and networks and, um, you know, really reaching out to, um, you know, our, our communities are at the heart of this. And uh, yes, it's very important from a, you know, 10,000 foot level to look at everything, but where the real change is going to happen is uh, the boots on the ground. Um, and I think you guys are doing a fantastic job of uh, making sure that our leaders um, are supported at the local level. Um, so thank you for sharing that. Um, and much like Arkansas's local planning and development districts, Kentucky's area development districts provide that link between the local communities, the state and federal agencies, and private organizations. And you kind of touched on this already, but in your role, how do you foster that connection between those groups? Um, and why do you think it's important to develop those connections? Yeah, absolutely. So honestly, that's one of the most important things that we do. And really fostering those connections between those groups starts with us fostering our own relationships with each of those groups independently. So it's about getting to know both our local elected officials and our state and federal funders. It's about understanding the goals of each, finding ways to bridge those goals. Um, and then also, we sit down with local leaders regularly and start discussing their community needs and their wants. And then the staff continually seek out training and learning opportunities for funding sources and our funders so that we can continually build those bridges and make those connections. Um, in addition to that, we also offer trainings and workshops for our local leaders to help them build their own capacity. And then through those workshops and events, they are allowed the opportunity to personally network themselves with those other connections. Then the other thing that we do is we continually tell our own story and share our successes. So typically this is a task that a nonprofit is found to be one of the harder things to do, right? Nobody wants to brag about themselves or convey that they're only in it for the glory or, you know, look at us, look how great we're doing. But really telling our story is vital to showing our relevance to our communities and our funders. So if you think about it, if we do our jobs correctly, you really may never know we were involved. Um, if we successfully connect those local communities to resources that they can then help themselves with, we're just a background player. We're your support team. So if nobody is telling our story, 
if we're not telling our story, it's not getting out there. So what we've done is we've released a series of marketing pieces. We put out an annual report. In fact, we actually just released um, some videos on our website called Getting to Know Brad, where we go and give a personal explanation of each of our departments and our programs. All of those are on our website. And then we're continually putting out social media and just, hey, this is what we've been able to do. Um, it's something that we're actively trying to um, build and make that connection. Emily, I'm so glad you touched on that piece of uh, telling your story, because I think, like you said, oftentimes um, our nonprofit leaders, but even our communities, our elected officials and um, citizens that are, have been empowered to lead uh, change efforts within their community, it's hard to get the word out. There's so much noise that we experience every day and breaking through that barrier to um, share what you're doing um, with your audience is so difficult and having a plan in place to do that, I think is so important. Um, and really, really establishes um, you as kind of the go-to resource um, in that area. So I'm so glad you shared that and kind of reiterate that very important message for our listeners. Um, so we're going to wrap up with my last question, which is always my favorite question to ask our guests on the podcast. Um, as you know, this is the Community Development Institute podcast, CDI. Um, my staff always likes to wrap up these interviews um, when we're talking to a CDI graduate or speaker or someone that's a supporter of our program. We always like to ask them, you know, what is their favorite part of CDI or how has CDI affected you and your career? Um, and you are a graduate of CDI and a holder of the PCED certification, the Professional Community and Economic Developer. So I just want to get your thoughts to wrap up the interview about the Community Development Institute. Yeah, absolutely. So I think I have a side story for first. Um, over the past couple of weeks, as we've been working more with our disaster resiliency coordinator and our resiliency planner, I've been talking to them more and more about the process, you know, the quotations, the process. Um, and in fact, I actually just brought out the process wheel a couple of days ago and we went through it and talked about how, you know, we're not fixers. We're just here to be the guide for the community. So it is really information that I personally use regularly in my job. Um, and then on top of that, just the connections that you build within the process, the process, within the CDI course of time, um, your classmates, my classmates I've made lifelong connections with that are invaluable. Um, and then finally, it gives me the background to better express what I actually do, right? So I've been working in community development formally, like what you would consider traditionally community development. I'd been about three to five years prior to attending CDI. But if you examine my career, it's arguable that it's been the entire career. And so CDI really gives you that information and that background and that vocabulary to be able to express that to other people. Um, so I, I just can't, I cannot recommend it higher enough. Like if you have the opportunity to attend, you totally should. Well, we really appreciate those kind words, Emily. Um, and I do want to say the process uh, always makes me think of Steve Jones at the Arkansas Economic Development Commission. I always want to give him a shout out because uh, he drills the process into your brain um, from year one to year three when, uh, when he speaks at CDI. And the process, like you said, Emily, is the backbone, the foundation of everything we teach. Um, if you don't know what the process is, number one, need to look it up. And number two, need to come to CDI. 
So right. that'll be our, that'll be our plug for today. Uh, so Emily, I just want to thank you so much again for joining me all the way from Kentucky. The good thing about uh, Zoom is that we can connect with our friends from far away um, and it makes it a lot easier to do that. Um, you are the first guest from the state of Kentucky, Kentucky so you get that title and I could yeah. not think of a more perfect person to claim that. Um, and while the state of Arkansas hates that we lost a great community and economic developer, um, to um, a state um, not of our own. I know that you are doing great work with your local communities, obviously demonstrated by what you talked about in the podcast today. Well, thank you so much. And thanks for having me on. It's been a pleasure. No problem. And um, hopefully in the future, we'll get some more Kentucky people involved uh, in our network and bring them on the podcast too. Um, on upcoming episodes, the CDI podcast will feature CDI graduates and participants, community partners, and community and economic development experts from across the state of Arkansas and the Mid-South. We hope you join us next week on the CDI podcast.